0: Man, if you ever want to find out how not to run a presidential campaign, just ask Governor Ron DeSantis. <laughs> What's up? This is... No, seriously. What's up? This is Marque Saves the Republic. Thanks so much for joining me. Rough weekend for the DeSantis campaign. While Donald Trump and a couple of other candidates really begin to skyrocket. Uh, we'll get to that here in just a minute. Also, there's a clear-cut winner when it comes for who the Republican nominee, a.k.a. Donald Trump, should choose as a vice presidential candidate. That people have spoken and one name has risen to the top. We'll get to that in just a minute, too. First, though, over the weekend, I wanna thank you guys because, you know, over the weekend, I'll admit it, I check the stats. I like to know what's going on. I wanna see, uh, you know, if people are listening to this podcast and enjoying it. I wanna check out the comments and the commentary. I know a lot of people leave reviews, that kind of thing. But I'll, I'll tell you this I never thought that we would be uh, so popular so quickly. Mark K saves the Republic over the weekend became the number one political podcast on the iTunes charts in Dominica. But you know, nonetheless, <laughs> it's nonetheless, we're, we're very popular. Um, we're very. It was nice to see our name at, at the uh, at the top spot. It's the first time on any chart that the Mark K saves the Republic podcast is coming in the very top spot, number one. And I don't think it's going to be the last. But for you people in Dominica. Who really love this show? I don't know how many people are in Dominica. Let's see. Let me Google it here. The How many people? Population of Dominica uh, 72,412. All right. So, for you, 72,000 people that live in Dominica, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you, uh, you enjoy the podcast. I wonder how many downloads it takes to be number one. And it doesn't matter. We beat Candace Owens, we beat Ben Shapiro, we beat everybody. Um, number one, top spot. Uh, for uh, all political podcasts in that beautiful Caribbean getaway of Dominica. Hopefully, we can get you know our own country. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be number one in our own country soon enough, or at least maybe I don't know, American Samoa. We'll figure it out. But that's what that's my goal. Um, so, if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, if you haven't yet followed this podcast, whatever it is, by all means, please. Um, please take a minute to uh, hit that button and make sure that you're getting this podcast every single day. And of course, share it with as many people as you can, because sharing is caring. And especially if you share this podcast with people that A, are like-minded, they're going to love you for it. And if you share this podcast with people who B, are not like-minded, you may be able to make some converts. And that's what we're really, uh, that's what we're really hoping for, because the more the merrier when it comes to conservatives in the United States of America. All right, let's get back to Let's get back to what happened at Turning Point USA's TP Action Summit in West Palm Beach. And again, I was just so bummed that uh, we weren't able to, our schedules didn't mesh. But this event is always one of my favorites. We went last year in Tampa. This year was held in West Palm. It's always in Florida, which I appreciate. And uh, its I think it was 6,000 attendees. 6,000 attendees on uh, of various ages, most of them between the ages of like 18 and 25 I think it's a college organization so a lot of these college campuses send their kids the chapter presidents whatever they're 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 coming together to share their conservatism and talk about their concerns for the country and show their support for conservative candidates it's really amazing um also they like to you know hang out and have fun uh, and I will tell you this I will tell you this tpe usa attendees both the men and the women the young men and the young women they know how to dress man they are Fashion forward, they are icons of fashion. They look good. They take care of themselves. They appreciate what it, you know. They're going to these conventions and they're not just showing up in ripped jeans and t-shirts. A lot of them, and they're wearing suits or nice clothes. The women are in dresses. Their hair looks amazing. Uh, they really, they really take pride in their outward appearance. And um, and you know, and, and Aaron Elmore, who we've spoken to on several accounts, she says that there's been polling that shows that conservatives are just genuinely more attractive than liberals. And I tend to believe that. I'll buy that. Uh, but anyway, back to, back to what happened at Turning Point USA. So this TP Action Summit, again, we weren't able to go, but we watched it on television. In fact, Donald Trump spoke in my very time slot on Newsmax, which happens a lot. Donald, and, it, and it makes me actually feel good. Let me take a swig of my coffee, and I'll tell you why. Hmm. It makes me feel good for a couple of reasons. First of all, the fact that uh, Donald Trump because my show on Newsmax is every Saturday at 7 p.m. It's a prime time slot, apparently, because whenever Donald Trump gives a speech or whenever Donald Trump uh, has, holds a rally or whenever Donald Trump does something newsworthy that preempts my show, he always does it at the same time, which is 7 p.m. Eastern, which leads me to believe that my time slot is the best time slot on Newsmax. And I appreciate Newsmax for giving me that time slot because it's the one that Donald Trump, who is not only a a very popular presidential uh candidate and a, and an extreme marketing genius, but also a television star I mean the guy knows the guy knows what he's doing he knows when people are viewing he knows when people are he knows what the prime spot would be to get the most eyeballs on your message and the fact that he picks my spot makes me think I got a really good spot and second of all, I tend to agree with a lot of his messaging, so I'm okay uh being preempted plus they air my show on sunday whenever um uh, as well at six p m so you can always you can always catch it then, but I digress. So Donald Trump's speaking at the TPUSA um, Summit, Action Summit, and he says a couple of really interesting things. First of all, he took this opportunity to attack some of the people that were not there. And by some of the people that were not there, we mean Joe Biden, who of course was not invited, and B, would not be really welcomed to said event because you know he's destroying the country. Uh, and then also Governor Ron DeSantis, who was invited, we spoke about this last week, but declined an invitation. And again, th- bad news for a couple of reasons. By declining the invitation to speak in front of 6,000 young voters, millennial voters, you know, future voters, by declining the invitation to come and speak at what was heralded as one of the biggest political events so far this year, what uh, by declining to speak at something where everybody else is speaking, including your rivals, Vivek Ramaswamy, was there Donald Trump was there uh, I mean there were so many people that were that were taking the stage and making their case for 2024 and and it was a it was televised on newsmax it was on I think oAN it was on uh, America's voice it was everywhere you couldn't escape it if you're on Twitter people are tweeting live from the event they're clipping and pasting portions I'm going to dedicate a large portion of my show today and I'm going to play you clips of what donald Trump said i'll play you clips of what Josh Hawley said, "I'll play you clips of what Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene were saying." Ted Cruz was there. Like, like I told you, everybody was there except Ron DeSantis, and that's a bad look because it makes Ron DeSantis seem like he's not in the vein of these other fantastic conservative speakers. It makes Ron DeSantis seem like maybe he's better than or different than these people. Like, if you go there to TP Action and you're like, "Wow, I love the messaging. Wow, I love what's being said here. Wow, I love." how Vivek Ramaswamy has summed up what America should be. I love how, uh, you know, Byron Donalds has just fueled the fire for conservatism. I love how everybody's coming out here and just, you know, Dan Bongino is there, a lot of folks, uh, but not Ron DeSantis. And so it makes Ron DeSantis look like he's separating himself from a very popular conservative movement. The second problem is if you're not there, it gives other people an opportunity to attack you for not being there, which Donald Trump did. Donald Trump said, why isn't Ron here? Why isn't he here? Does he not care about you people? Does he not? T- I mean, it's in his home state. It's not like they were asking Ron DeSantis to go out to Portland. It's not like he had to get on a plane and waste two days traveling to, I don't know, uh, Minnesota. It's literally right down the street from his house. All right. It's right down a couple of streets, but he's got a helicopter. He can make it in a pretty quick amount of time. He didn't do it. Not only that, But Donald Trump said, look, Ron DeSantis has some serious issues here in Florida. The insurance crisis is skyrocketing. Nobody's taking care of that. Homeownership uh, is a problem. The prices are on the rise. Ron DeSantis was elected governor of Florida. He needs to come home and be governor of Florida. And he's out there. He's wasting time. He's wasting money. And he's dividing the party when the party should be united. What if Ron DeSantis dropped out? What if what if Ron DeSantis dropped out and said, "You know what? I'm g- giving my money to the Republican Party. We need a unified message. We need a unified candidate because we need to do everything we can to beat Joe Biden in 2024 and send him and his merry band of idiots packing." What if he did that? It'd be amazing. It's not going to happen, but it'd be amazing. And that was Donald Trump's message. He's not going to win. He's 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 getting beat in Florida badly by 20 points. He's getting beat in New Hampshire badly by 34 points. In fact. Oh, I don't know if you saw this. Side note, Breitbart News did an interview with Jason Miller. Jason Miller is the founder of Getter. Uh, He's a Trump. um, He's one of Donald Trump's uh, advisors. He's working on the campaign. You may have seen him. In fact, I think we're going to we're going to try to get him on the show this week. He's a great guy. I've known him for a while. And uh, I'm going to try to get him on the show this week because I think it's important. He did an interview with Breitbart News beforehand. Here it is. And he pointed out that there's a poll in New Hampshire that nobody's talking about. It's not getting a lot of play. It's not getting a lot of attention. But the poll in New Hampshire shows that Chris Christie, Chris Christie is within half a percentage point of Ron DeSantis in New Hampshire. Now, think about this. You're Ron DeSantis. Everyone's been telling you forever you're going to be the candidate. You're the guy to beat Trump. You've got a great message. You've got super PACs that are supporting you. You've got these these big time uh, political donors coming out in favor of you. You've got big political names and media uh, companies that are, that are supporting you. They're, they're all against Donald Trump. They're all saying we need to turn away from Donald Trump. You're Ron DeSantis, the future of the political party. And then all of a sudden you turn around and in New Hampshire, the very first primary state, you realize that all of a sudden you're now almost in third place. It's not just Donald Trump you're contending with, but now a, a, a rhino conservative wannabe, a crooked, weird, blast, like just boisterous guy like Chris Christie, who doesn't really have any conservative values, but only wants to destroy Donald Trump is within 0.5 percentage points of your campaign, a campaign that has spent millions, millions of dollars campaigning in New Hampshire and will continue to do so. I mean, it's a real serious issue if you're Ron DeSantis. In fact, over the weekend, while Ron DeSantis was not campaigning at TPUSA or uh, appearing at TP Action, he was busy firing a dozen of his campaign staff because apparently they've been overspending. They hired too many people. These people aren't getting the results. The money's not rolling in the way they thought it would. And even though they had a bunch to begin with, they've blown through a lot of it. It's a really weird thing uh, that's happening and his popularity, like I said, as a presidential candidate continues to decrease. Because people always knock me on this whenever I tell the truth about what's going on in the Republican primary. Ron DeSantis is a fantastic governor, the best governor. But you know where he hasn't been in a while? The governor's mansion. He hasn't been in his office in Tallahassee. He's been out campaigning. And a lot of people in Florida, and I'm telling you this because I'm here, I'm, I'm one of a lot of people in Florida, and I talk to a lot of other people in Florida. And the God's honest truth is a lot of people in Florida kind of wish Ron DeSantis were governing Florida because that's the job they asked him to do. And instead, he's out there running for president against somebody who seems almost unbeatable. And all that happens is when he skips an event, when he falls in the polls, when he fires his staff, all he's doing is putting more ammunition in Donald Trump's big bazooka of ways to attack Ron DeSantis in this presidential primary. And the more you're attacked, the bloodier, the weaker, the more, I guess you would say, uh, the more vulnerable you become, not just in this primary contest, but in future primary contests. And we're gonna need someone like Ron DeSantis, healthy and viable and untouched and ready to go in 2028. And I'm just hoping that by staying in this primary, he's not destroying those chances. Now, there's a lot of other people there that we need to talk about. The Vake Ramaswamy, blew the lids off of this whole. Everybody loves Vivek Ramaswamy. We've also been trying to get him on the show too, but he's very, uh, very busy. Apparently, we'll get it. We're going to be working on him. Uh, But Vivek Ramaswamy not only gaining popularity in a lot of presidential polls, but also in vice presidential polls. In fact, he came in second. I'm sorry, third. Maybe. Hang on. Let me let me find out. Uh, I'm going to Google this quickly. Uh, There was a poll for vice president. There was okay. There were two straw polls that happened. At the TPUSA uh, convention, one of them was the straw poll for president. Which, no surprise, Donald Trump obliterated the competition. I think he had eighty-seven point five percent of the eighty-seven point five percent of the vote in the straw poll. Hold on, TPUSA straw poll. I had it up, but I closed it accidentally. Um, yeah. Anyway, so Donald Trump had the majority of the vote in the, here it is, straw poll. Donald Trump is undisputed favorite in 20... TP-USA. Donald Trump dominates turning point actions, GOP primary straw poll at 87.5%. The way the rest of the field shook out was Ron DeSantis in second place with, I'm sorry, Perry Johnson in second place with 7.8%. Ron DeSantis in third place with 4.3%. Vivek Ramaswamy with 2%. And then everyone else tied with zero. But the interesting thing was as far as vice president goes, because every presidential candidate needs a vice presidential candidate and the vice presidential candidates that they asked about were Kerry uh, Lake, Byron Donalds and Vivek Ramaswamy, who placed first, second and third. Kerry Lake had 30 percent of the vote, 30 uh, percent for Kerry Lake, who ran, unfortunately, unsuccessfully in Arizona as governor. But it was really become kind of a favorite of Donald Trump and the Republican Party. Byron Donalds from here in Florida, another another firebrand. Um, a great job as uh, as a representative. Really been outspoken. He's taken on every single Democrat. He's taken on Joe Biden. He is he is a vocal conservative voice and a tough, combative conservative voice when we need them. Representative Byron Donalds comes in second with twenty four percent, and then uh, the aforementioned Vivek Ramaswamy at twenty two percent. So you got look. This is interesting because you have three candidates, all minorities: one woman, a black man, and an Indian American. All three, all three minorities, and they're all really potentially great candidates for vice president in 2024 uh, under Donald Trump when he wins the election or when he wins the primary, which, again, seems to be seems to be more an inevitable thing than uh, than a, a pipe dream at this point. Anyway, so we're going to be covering all of this. I am going to bring you I'm going to bring you some of those best lines that we heard from the uh, from the TP Action Summit. Lauren Bobert had a good line. Marjorie Taylor Greene was having some fun. Ted Cruz was on a tear. Uh, Tucker Carlson really, I think, won the day. That guy's been doing nothing but winning ever since he got released from Fox News. It's, an, it's interesting to see the trajectory of his career and how it's going. But uh, it's going. And it's going. Um, anyway, so here's the deal, folks. Uh, coming up at noon today, we have the Mark K Show. We've got it at noon Eastern, 11 Central. You can hear all of that stuff, plus more. We'll get your phone calls, everything that you need to know. Um, on the way here in just a couple of hours. Also, this is very exciting, the Don or Ron coins, which are now, com- they're shipping, by the way. If you're, look, Donald Trump is the front runner, but there's a lot of people who still like Ron DeSantis and many who are undecided. And that's why we created this amazing coin, the Don or Ron primary picker coin. One side has Ron DeSantis, the other side has Donald Trump, comes in a little plastic case like this. And if you're watching, we also got um, little velvet pouches from for the Katriot Mint says the Catriot Mint on the outside. It holds your little, I called it a little black sack. Someone told me it's a coin pouch, which I think is probably the better name. Uh, but you can get yours now at DonOrRonCoin.com. DonOrRonCoin.com makes a fantastic primary gift. It's a great piece of historic memorabilia. Uh, so I, if you haven't grabbed yours yet, definitely do it because there's only one run. This is the limited edition. When this primary is over, we're not making any more of these. So you got to grab them today so you can display them and play with them and have fun with them and give them as gifts um, throughout primary season. Don or RonCoin.com. Thank you. Thank you again to all of our listeners and subscribers, especially those in Dominica, where this podcast is number one on iTunes for a political podcast. You know, I, uh, I have to get like a Dominica, like an I Love Dominica T-shirt or something. <laughs> like we'll get stickers made. Number one in Dominica. I'm very excited about that. Uh, And hopefully soon to be number one everywhere else. Like, subscribe, follow, keep listening. Every single day, we're going to be right here. Every single day, we're going to be telling you what to do uh, or who's coming after you, what you need to do to stop them, and how you, me, and everyone else can save the republic.